And I, I pray today that this teaching will bring about an understanding in your spirit of your mind that you will realize that your body is housing around God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The more I believe that the more that we learn and understand, understand who God is, I believe in his work that God set him to do in our lives. I believe we will be more obedient to him because he will always lead us into victory. So today we will focus on the Holy Ghost. The spirit of the mind, Ephesians 4.23 says, be renewed in the spirit of the mind. The spirit of the mind must be renewed by the spirit of knowledge, spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, and the spirit of understanding to know and understand who the Holy Ghost is. Who is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost dwelling place. Where does the Holy Ghost get his power from? Where does he get his power from? Okay. So today, we will probably cover this one. Who is the Holy Ghost? You know, we say the Holy Ghost, but, but who is he? I think you're going to be blessed today to find out who he really is. Turn in your Bible to John 14, chapter and verse 18. I guess a lot of us are familiar with the saying of Jesus. Jesus said, oh my God, he made a promise. He promised us. Amen. Uh, see, we, we, <laughs> see, when we believe the promise, when we believe that God is not a son of man that he should lie. God knew. When we believe that if he made a promise, only God can fulfill the promise that he has made. I cannot fulfill the promise that God has made. I can try, but I frustrate myself. I didn't make the promise. He made the promise. And when we realize, God said, would you believe Dr. Betty that I am faithful to fulfill what I promised, then you will never look back. When we count him to be faithful, we will never pray about the situation again. When you count him to be faithful and have the anointing and the power and the ability to fulfill what he has promised, you will never, ever, ever ask God for that particular thing again. Because you know, my God is done. Why? Because I ask God. I need to know, who is this God that declared that he will meet all our needs? The more you know about God, the more you know about the Holy Spirit, the more you know the purpose and the reason for Jesus Christ coming. He came for more than salvation. We will trust. We will live a victorious life every day. Yes, in the world, he already declared that 
You're going to have a problem, brother. Struggle's going to come in life. That's what life brings. But God said, be of good courage. Why? I have overcome the world. So what am I supposed to do when a problem comes in my life? Okay, Jesus, you said for me to continue worshiping, magnifying you because you have already overcome the problem, the situation. There's no need for me to try to overcome it. I was born, we was born to overcome everything. We are called overcomers because we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So talk to yourself sometime. Tell yourself, look at that problem, look at that situation. You know what? I can overcome you. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and the Bible declares that everybody believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is an automatic overcome. Yes. You look at the problem. Don't just always allow your feeling to dictate the problem, your reason of what you think. Look at the problem. Realize who God is and who the Holy Ghost is and what He's supposed to be doing in your life. And stand your ground. We're not standing on our grounds. We're a little shaky now. It's time to stand. <laughs> it's about to have it then all what? Run. Amen. No run. Amen. No complain. No feel sorry for yourself. Amen. There's a time that you shout. There's a time that you pray. There's a time that you worship. But also the time that you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We've been doing everything except standing still. Well, we're going to continue teaching on the Holy Ghost. I just love this. This is it. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you without hope. So why are you whining? I made a promise to you. I promise not to leave you hopeless. I will not leave, leave you to struggle through life. I promise you, Jesus made a promise. The Bible says, he who promises what? He's faithful. Come here to be faithful. We say that song, that great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Is he really faithful? Or are you just singing a song? You need to know I'm serving a faithful God. See, all these things, it's important to the church that we know and understand that he who promised is faithful. He declares in number 2319, he said, I'm not a son of man that I should lie. If I made a promise, I will keep it. I will bring it to pass. Stop treating me like I'm a liar. When you start complaining, you know what we're saying to God? You're the biggest liar that I ever came in contact with. That's why I'm complaining. Why do you complain if you know God's going to do it? Why? Because you don't believe he's really told you the truth. You, that's why he said, I'm not like a man of men lie to you. You know, they promise one thing, do something else. You know that. You won. We all know we lie sometimes. So we can't go with God like you win. If I lie, then God can lie. So he got my hopes all up. He got my hopes all up. 
Then I read this promise. He got my hope all up and he let me die. God said, I did not let you down. You let yourself down. For God counted me to be faithful. We need to examine ourselves until they examine God. We always think everything God's fault. That's the devil. The devil will want you to think it's God's fault so you will not serve God with all your heart. Jesus promised. He said, Dr. Betty, I, I don't cry because I'm going away. Don't be upset that I'm going away. Listen, I know I've been here with you all this time. I've been walking with you and I've been taking care of you and you've been able to see me. He said to the disciple, you were able to see me all this time. So I'm telling you, I'm going away, but you're sad. You don't want me to go away, but I have to go away. Because if I go away, I'm going to send something back that can live in you. Say, I'm a human. I cannot live in you now. But I have a spirit in me that only I'm going to see God go around my second river. That when I send this spirit back, it's a spirit. It's this my spirit. It's not no ordinary spirit. When I send my spirit back, it's going to live in you. It's going to walk in you. It's going to talk in you. It's going to help you. It's going to comfort you. It's going to tell you things to come. But right now, I cannot get in you. I'm a human in a human body just like you. So I have to go back. But don't cry. Don't be upset. I can't imagine they were upset. They had Jesus for three years. He always would be there for them. He said, I will not leave you helpless. Comfortless. Without help, I will come. He promised, I will come to you. Now, he promised to come back, right? He promised them that I will come to you. Jesus himself said that he will come back, right? Did he say the Holy Ghost going to come back or he said he was going to come back? Hold on to your seat, like Pastor we say, you're going to turn the car over. You <laughs> get this revelation off. And, and I, I just want this to, to be a, a deeper uh, understanding in your mind to know who you are housing around and that you won't take absolutely nothing of the devil. All his lying and scheming ways, you'll look at him and say, I don't think so. That the sign I have in my house, not today, Satan. Not tomorrow either, or next day either. Because I know something. He said, I will not leave you. I will come to you. And that word alone said to me, he's coming back. He's coming back. He promised to come back. He promised not to leave us struggling through life. He said, I will come to you. I will come to you. Now, we all know on the day of Pentecost, Jesus came back to his church. The body of Christ is called the church. God sent Jesus Christ to earth to redeem a church. He wanted a church to call his own. And we are the church. And on the day of Pentecost, Jesus came back to the church. Welcome back, Jesus. In the presence of the Holy Ghost. You said it was the Holy Ghost. But it was Jesus manifested in the Holy Spirit. It was him. You understand? He came back. But he came back in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We call it the Holy Spirit. But actually, it's Jesus dwelling in the Holy Spirit. 
living in us. That's what makes us so powerful. And the best of this teacher is still yet to come. You just, you know, you said, I have the Holy Ghost, but who is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost, number one, is the spirit of Jesus Christ dwelling in a believer. And we know that the Bible says that Jesus can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. According to the Holy Ghost power, Jesus that working in us. It's Jesus in you. But yet, he is so awesome. He manifests itself in the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. Then the Bible said in John, I think, 14:26, he said that the Holy Spirit would not speak of himself. He would only tell us what Jesus says. All God says, right? He dwells in us. He's the one that talks and tells us things. It's Jesus. Because we are his church. So Jesus promised not to never leave his church. So he came back to this church as a spirit. To dwell in our spirit. The Bible declared that he dwells in us. There's no deep revelation all of this understanding. He said, he came back to live in his church forever. Verse 16, Jesus said, I, this season we were saying before he left. He said, I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Jesus, he called himself in the Holy Spirit. He dwells in the Holy Spirit, abides with us forever forever. He said, I will not leave you. Now, he said, I would not leave you, meaning that he was coming back. You got it? How did he come back? He came back in the presence of the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. So you, so, you know, when we say the Holy Spirit, we, you know, I'm, I'm sure you put more emphasis on it in your mind, but when you say, who is the Holy Spirit? It is Jesus himself. Yes. It is Jesus himself dwelling in us. That's why he said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But actually, Jesus dwells in the Holy Spirit. You understand? I'm hoping that with this, I, I'm hoping this teaching will give you that that zeal, the, that energy to stand up in your God-given image and stop allowing the devil to think that he is all of that. That he can just rush in and push you around anytime he wants to. But you need to let him know, not today, Satan. No. No. Stand up, church. Because you don't have to stand up on your own. Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 7, the Bible says, For we have this treasure that in Jesus, in earthly vessel, that's meaning our body, that the excellency of the power may not come from us, but it come within. Something on the inside of us is pushing that power. It's not coming from you, Minister Thompson, but it's something on the inside of you. It's coming from the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus Christ himself. 
That's in the second Corinthians 47. Oh, oh my God. He said, I will not leave you confidence. The Holy Spirit is the indwelling presence of Christ, dwelling within the believer to comfort you, to strengthen you. What the Bible said, I can what? Do all things. How do you want to do it? Christ. Where is Christ? Yes. You notice it didn't say, I can do all things through the Holy Spirit? But it says, I can do all things through Christ. Which what? Strengthen you. He dwells in you. How is he going to strengthen you? From within, he gives you that courage, that energy when you want to give up. There's always something in there just like it pushes you on. It's nothing but Jesus Christ himself because he planned no defeat for his church. And whatever Jesus Christ has to do to push his church, to comfort his church, to motivate his church, he would do just that because he dwell in us. Actually, there's no losing for the church. You know how we lose? With our words, negative words, negative thinking. But actually, you still didn't lose. You just go through the change, but you're still a winner in the eyes of God because there's no way that God can dwell in me to be defeated. No. I might defeat myself, but I'm still not defeated in the spirit world. I can defeat myself in the natural world, but I can never, ever defeat myself in the spirit world. So I just need to line them up. How can I be defeated in the spirit world when Jesus dwells in me? Your body is just jumping behind the world. Can I be defeated in the spirit world? No, it's in my mind. Your mind can take you to the lowest pits of hell. Because your mind controls your flesh. And the devil plays with your mind. As a man thinks in his heart, a woman thinking in his heart, so is he. Now, on the day of Pentecost, we said this. Um, God said he would never leave us, nor forsake us. The Holy Ghost is the indwelling presence of Jesus Christ. He will strengthen us and he will encourage us. Psalm 46 and verse 1 says, <laughs> Jesus said, I am your refuge and your fortune. I am what are you, God? He said, I am a present help in a time of trouble. Trouble. You have trouble today? You have a present around you to help you. Whatever situation, whatever problem you have, he said, I'm present. What do you mean, Lord? That's the Old Testament. He talked about your present. But the New Testament, he said, not only am I present, I'm dwelling in you. I'm living in you. I'm walking in you. I'm moving in you. And I'm my presence around you, but my presence dwelling in you. Okay. He said in First uh, Corinthians chapter three and sixteen, he said, "Know ye not that your body, 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 your body, your body, your body, your body, your body is what?" The temple. That means that it's God dwelling in you. See, the Holy Ghost, again, is the Spirit of God the Father, 
and God the Son dwelling in the Holy Spirit and he dwelling you. That's who the Holy Spirit is. That's why the Holy Spirit is awesome. We'll get to that later on. The Spirit of God dwelling in a believer, spirit to lead the believer, to lead us. God is not just dwelling in us just to be there and say, oh my God, uh, my body is this dwelling place and he dwells with me. God said, I want to do more than that. I want to lead you. I want to help you. I want to deliver you. I want to bring you out, he says. What it says in Romans 8, 14, it says, for as many that are led by the Spirit of who? The Spirit of God. How are we going to be led by the Spirit of God? He will lead us, to lead us. He said, I can lead you to many that are led by the Spirit of God that dwell in them. To them are the sons of God. We are led. The Bible said, if you be led by the Spirit, by the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of Jesus, you will never fulfill the lust of the flesh if you be led. If you be led. If you be led. Okay, so you said, it is might not want to be led by the Spirit. You have your own way of doing things. You have your own mind. He said, but I'm telling you, if you, if me, that you might not. If you be led by the Spirit, for many that are led, if you be led by the Spirit, you will never fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the only conceivable way that we can conquer our flesh. Is to be led by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God the Father, God the Son, dwelling in the believer, elegant, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. 1 John 14 and 13 says, We know that we dwell in him and he in us. Why do you know all of these things? Because he has given us his Spirit. His spirit. His spirit. He giving us his spirit. Jesus spirit dwells in us. God Almighty Spirit dwells in us. See your Bible, we'll get to that. Ezekiel 36 and verse 27, God said, I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my ways, and you shall keep my judgment and do them. Say, so I. That's in the Old Testament. He was talking about what he's going to do in the New Testament. I'm going to, so you're having problems now. You need a spirit to dwell in you. They could not keep the commandment. They was having problems. God said they have problems. They need another source in them. And when I send this spirit in them, they have no excuse. That's why he said this generation have no excuse. Why, Lord? You have Jesus' spirit dwelling in your spirit. Not only that, you have God's spirit dwelling in your spirit. The Holy Ghost 
It's just representing them in your spirit. But ask the Holy Ghost is the spirit of God. Yes. The spirit of Jesus. That's who he is. He's not just the Holy Ghost. Jesus' spirit and God's spirit made him the power beyond any power in the universe. That's why the Holy Ghost is so powerful. Nothing can withstand that power. Because nothing can withstand the name of Jesus. And sure enough, nothing can withstand God. So they dwelling in you. Who can overcome you? Who can defeat you? Who can take you out? Yourself. With this. And what you think. If you think that God is following you, and yes, problems going to come. Yes, you're going to have situations. Yes, struggle going to come into your life. That's because you say it's speaking, telling you not me that you're free from problems. I don't know what in the world wrong with the church. Maybe they call you love Jesus. You shout out to them, cool to them, huh? and it's speaking, telling you all that. Why did this come in my life? You're living in this world. Do you believe your God? The Bible says in the world you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a situation. You're going to have difficulty. You're going to have circumstances. Why do you And the Bible says, why do you act so strange when things come upon you? And I'm a Christian. So what? 